So I'm standing in this room with great anticipation of actually being together in the near future. And so there's been a lot of news that have gone out this week. And as your pastor, as your friend, oh, I cannot wait for us to share worship, life, and Jesus together again. So just start praying with me about what God is going to do in days ahead. Until then, let's dive into this habit of Scripture and let's ask Jesus to do, the, to do this among us. Um, so pray with me now. Father, I pray that you will take your word and the habit of, of Scripture for each one of us and you will conform and transform our lives into the image and likeness of Jesus. And God, you will move us one step down the road into your good and pleasing and perfect will. In Jesus' name we pray and hold fast. Amen. So we're on the idea and subject of habits and how we as a people, as a resurrected community, look at others and say, come and sit among us. And the habit of Scripture is a profound habit that will allow us to walk and venture with God. And in fact, our usual and habitual is kind of a um, theme statement for us, that our usual and our habitual will lead others into that which is eternally and gloriously unusual. And that's really our prayer as we develop the habit of Scripture is that people see the unusual among us to them, but it's usual for us. The Spirit-filled life, the power of Jesus moving among us, the hope of heaven as we are worshipers in spirit and in truth. And so I am just praying that this, this habit will, be, will just be something that is developed in our body. In Psalm 119.35, it tells us that we are to direct me in the paths of your commands, Lord. For in the paths of your commands, in the heart of your scripture, I will find delight. In Romans 12 too, which we talked about last week, it says, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. And here's how. By the renewing of your mind. Renewing your mind in the depths of scripture. And then at that point, you will be able to do and live and move and have your being in the midst of God's good and pleasing and perfect will. This habit of scripture is a pretty big deal and a really important thing for us. And so our, our hope, an indispensable habit, is that our minds are being transformed by immersing them in scripture. It's allowing God to light our path. It allows us to wash each other in the word as scripture calls us to do. To keep ourselves from sinning against God to be able to deepen and delight every habit that we developed, every habit we develop and we strengthen is a vote for the type of person that we are longing to become. And so we're praying in that way that God, we're moving forward. The goal is, is, as we shared last week, is not that we make our way through scripture, but scripture weaves its way through us and it becomes a part of our DNA. Most of us, if, if we are um, pondering this, have received a message at some point that was much awaited, much anticipated, and created much joy. Could be a letter, could be an email, could have flown in by a bird. I don't know how you got your message, but um, we've all had that moment. When we've been waiting for a message. I got to see that this year, and it was so beautiful for us and our family. Um, there was so much emotion in this moment. Our daughter, Lydia, 
was accepted into the University of North Florida nursing program. And that's something that she has been working toward for a long season of life. And it was a really big deal. And we were all sitting on wedge edge, waiting for that letter to come in. And Lydia lives down at the beaches, so it's not with us. And we, we kind of heard through a little bird that the letter had come in. And oh, thank God for roommates who secretly bring out their camera and they video your daughter while she is opening her letter. And as she opened her letter, it was kind of, you know, um, boring and bland and, and university driven. She's reading all of the first parts and she moves her way through what she's done as she has applied to this and this is who we are and this is what they're doing. And then the magical sentence hit you have been accepted for the summer semester into the UNF nursing school. And Lydia went ecstatic. It was the emotion that you fully expect to have when there is a message you've been waiting for and it hit your soul. But what was even more, more beautiful than Lydia's excitement, which by the way, if you're watching this right now as her dad, I've seen it about 60 times. Every time I'm terrified she's going to fall off the couch, right? Are you with me on that? But what's even more prolific is not just her yells and her joy and her wonder, but her friends are with her and they are cheering her on. And I think that's the kingdom of Jesus as we have the habit of scripture that we are receiving messages from the Lord and we're looking at one another and we're looking at round and we're saying, God, you are speaking to me. And our friends are in the background just cheering going, yes, he is. And it's speaking to us as well. And that, that is what we're praying for when we are talking about a habit of scripture, not a group getting together for a nice study, not something that we allow to pass us by, but something that hits our soul, the long awaited message of the Lord. And we are ecstatic. So that's, that's my prayer for us as we just come into this time and saying, Lord, this is what we're hoping for scripture, that we are hearing your words. They are the first words. They are the last words. You're including us in your conversation. This is who you are. This is what you are done. And God, your words, they're being used in our lives to form us and to bless us, to teach us and to guide us, to forgive us and to give us hope, to redeem us and to rescue us. Your words are our salvation and your words are our hope of the gospel. And we are hungry for your words. That is our prayer. This book, this habit of scripture is revelation. We are entering into a world that is being unveiled and revealed by our God. God is revealing to men and women who are created in his image, just like us, he is revealing how he is at work in this world and how we might join him. And we as a people should pay attention to this revelation. Revelation means that we are reading something that we could never have guessed or never have mobilized into or discerned on our own. This is being revealed by God through his spirit in his word. So how do we venture in? If we're to feast on this book, if we are to eat this book, as we talked about last week, how do we do that? And there is an ancient practice 
entitled the Lectio Divina, our spiritual reading. You can read much more in depth, but in broad brush strokes, I would just like to move down to ground level and say, as you make your way through a book or a letter or one of the four gospels, you apply the Lectio Divina and ask the Holy Spirit as you read and think, pray and live, how he is going to speak into your heart. And here's what I'm praying for you. I'm praying that there will be moments when you read this message and you erupt in joy and your friends around you are also catching the wonder and the joy of your experience. And so I would like to share these four things. First, to make our way through scripture and allow it to make its way through us, we must read the scripture. And that sounds easy, right? That sounds very simple, but not typically at our pace. To truly read, you have to soak in it. You have to settle your heart in it. I, I have a um, hobby that I enjoy, and I won't belabor you with this too much, but in past days, I've loved to, to have some opportunities to dive, scuba dive. I've also loved to snorkel. And when we lived in Okaloosa County for about 18 years, there are several man-made reefs, particularly right off the Destin Harbor, and it is absolutely glorious. For instance, above the water, the sunsets are, are magnificent. There is a place called Crab Island right down the way that is just um, a little taste of wonder. Uh, but also when I am out and moving over into the Destin Harbor and putting the mask on, putting the snorkel in, and I begin to move down, I move into this entirely other world. There are small and large fish. There are multicolored fish. There is a peace when you move from above water to under the water that surpasses your understanding. There is a joy and a wonder there. There are there are treasures there, especially after hurricanes. There are treasures that are washing up all over. It is a joy to be a part of a snorkeling adventure. And I would just say to you, that is a taste of what it means to experience revelation. Most of us are living with some taste of good above the waterline. But what would happen if we read at the pace that God is calling us to and made our way into scripture and it made its way into us. And we started looking around and saying to the Lord, there are appears to be a whole other world that I could never have asked or imagined. And so I'm just going to invite you to put a mask on. Let's get after this and experience the beauty and wonder, the peace and the silence and the sacred nature of Scripture as we read Scripture at a pace that glorifies God. And as we find the hidden and the treasures, as we immerse ourselves Deuteronomy 11, 18 through 21 reads this way, imprint these words of mine on your hearts and minds, bind them as a sign on your hands and let them be a symbol of your foreheads. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, write them on the doorpost of our city gates so that as long as the heavens are above the earth, your days and those of your children may be many in the land and the land that is sworn to your ancestors. Philippians 119, 9-11 says, How can a man, a young man, keep his way pure? He keeps it according to your word, Lord. I have sought you with all of my heart. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have treasured your words in my heart so that I may not sin against you. In reading the scripture, we see and experience that there is far more to this world, far more to us, 
far more to God, more than what we can see, more than what we have seen. There is more to everything. And I encourage you to begin the practice of reading the scripture and soaking in the scripture so that the Lord can unveil to you the world in which we, he lives. And the habit of scripture is given to us to make ourselves at home in God's world and in God's economy for the sake of God's glory. So we read the scripture and then we think of the scripture. I have this tendency to jump on my bike and run down to the river in this pandemic every night and watch the sunset. And uh, we live close enough to venture down to the, to the river to see that. And the sunsets are glorious. And this is what's been challenging for me as I'm running down to see the sunsets and to experience this. I am riding my bike through people who are, are looking at their phones. I'm riding my bike through people who absolutely don't care. I'm riding my bike through people who are mis missing the majesty of the moment. And I found this little niche of people. It's on one of the small docks. And I have found out another thing that we meet there almost every night. And we watch the sunset together and there's this mystery of exchanges that we have with one another. And it's pretty exciting and pretty powerful. And I, I, am, I am suggesting to you that to take in one sunset partially on your phone is not the idea of pondering or meditating on the wonder and majesty of what you are experiencing. And the same is true with Scripture. We have got to be willing to move at a completely different pace and to move at a completely different depth level than is typical for us if we're going to apply spiritual reading. Are you willing to spend days, weeks, maybe even months meditating on a single passage of what the Lord is saying to you, running it over in your mind, thinking of it? We can consider these words and what they mean in the ever-changing backdrop of our lives. You can learn as you think about scripture to identify the sound of God's voice as you get to know him more fully. You can walk in the footsteps of these pages, making yourself at home there rather than at home in the patterns of this world. You can ask the author to help you to soak it in. Psalm 119.73 says, Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding so that I can learn your commands. Psalm 119.15 and 16 says, I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I'm not going to walk past them quickly. Lord, I'm going to settle in them and I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. We're going to read and think and we're going to pray scripture. You've read and pondered the truth and now pray this truth. This isn't the like check off the list. I've done my prayer time prayer. This is the father. I've come face to face with your scripture. What will I do with this prayer? This is an acknowledging prayer of what God is saying to us. This is a conversation of prayer that was started by God. He began it with his scripture and he's engaging us now with the truth of what his scripture has said to us. We're praying and asking him what, what he has unveiled about you. He, we're praying and talking with him about what he's unveiled about our character, about our steps, about our decisions. And there is a miracle happening here. You have the ability to talk with the author 
and the perfecter of your life, the creator of who you are. And to be able to walk that journey with him. In Psalm 119, 27, it says, Help me understand the meaning of your precepts so that I can meditate on your wonders. Converse with him. Talk with him about what you're learning. Enter into thanksgiving over a truth from his word. Lament with him when you walk into the passage and you recognize that your experience and his truth are not the same. Grieve, repent, adjust. Ask forgiveness when you run headlong into a truth that you know you have defied consciously or subconsciously. This is the journey of reading, thinking, and praying so that the scripture is alive to us. You're entering into a relationship with God at this point and in this prayer. This is a moment when God is speaking to you and is holding up his scripture and he's turning and moving it because after all, it's living and active and it's sharp. More than a double-edged sword. And he is revealing another part of who he is. Another part of the world that you live in with him. Another part of being stunned and astonished by his presence. You are praying your way into revelation about God. About yourself. About life. About reality. And ultimately about your heart and soul, mind and strength being formed into the image of Jesus himself. And as we read and think, pray, we will live this out. God's word by its very nature changes us to make us like Jesus. Its purpose is to lead us into the image of Jesus and to guide us into his will and plan. In Philippians, the second chapter, the 11th verse, I believe it is, Paul writes these words, I am working out my salvation with fear and trembling. In the message version, it says, this is the energy of God in and through me. And it is working and willing in a manner that lends to his most glory. We're, we're working this out within our lives over time. Living out the words of scripture guides us to a life of habit, habit and deep spiritual wonder as, as the habit of scripture becomes the outworking of our life. In Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, in the message version, it says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. This is one of my favorite life rhythms. And I would love for you to jot this down and perhaps even speak of this often as I have done for probably the last decade or more. Watch how I do it. Jesus is saying, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting you, says Christ. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Again, that's Matthew eleven, twenty-eight through 30 in the message. In spiritual reading and the Lectio Divina, reading, thinking, praying, come together with us, within us and become a part of who we are. We talked about this. It becomes our tissue. It becomes our DNA. As we read and think and pray and live, we become literally like Jesus as Jesus, as his life moves to life in us. This habit will lead us 
to living out the words that we read as normal, as expected, as who we are. Jesus said in scripture that he has come that we might have life and we might have it to the full, to the most, all that he has for us. He is our life. And when you and I live the word, we truly live. And there is nothing more powerful and there is nothing more beautiful than followers of Jesus who have come fully alive. And so I pray that the habit of scripture is the norm for us. And however you choose to pursue scripture, whether it be spiritual reading or some other path, that there are moments of wonder and cheering as you have experienced the word of God and it has brought life to you. And I also pray that the body of Christ, fellow believers, are right with you and they are, are in awe of the goodness of who our God is. Hey, church, let's read. Let's think. Let's meditate. Don't bypass it. Let's pray the scripture into our soul and let's allow the Holy Spirit through his revelation to bring it fully alive in us and among us. Oh, I love you, church. And I cannot imagine the adventures that God has for us as he deepens us in his word. So I close in this way. Oh, Lord. John began his gospel letter this way. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the word put on flesh and dwelt among us. And we have beheld that. We have beheld the glory of the one and only, filled with grace and truth. Oh, Father, that our church, your church, would behold the word and it would be filled with grace and truth, magnitude and life change. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So church, I love you. I cannot wait to see you. And until then, take some time. Venture into the notes that are here and talk about this. Allow God to draw us to his word. And let's explore as a faith community what it means to allow the word to come alive among us. See you soon.